Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today we're going to talk about return on investment. What should you expect? What is worth it? And how should you realistically expect it to come? If you guys are brand new to the podcast, I'm a Forex trader. I'm also a trading coach over at tier1trading.com. If you're interested in learning how to trade, maybe an unsuccessful trader trying to clear that final obstacle on their way to success, make sure you check out the website www.tier1trading.com. So today's question comes from a newer trader that I'm working with who's trying to get an idea of what are the proper expectations that traders should have if they want to be successful. And I'm glad he asked this question because as you know, or as you'll soon find out, there are a lot of unrealistic expectations out there. If you kind of peruse the internet, the social media atmosphere, you're going to see all types of weird stuff from, hey, I make 20% a day to I make 20% an hour to I made a million dollars last week. And what it does is it gives really a false expectation of what real traders should expect. So what should you expect as a real trader? Well, the first thing you should expect is, or you should want to achieve, I should say, not expect. Expect is gonna be based off of what your strategy is and what it historically produces. But what you should shoot for as a trader, first and foremost, is to beat the S&P, right? The S&P 500 is an indice, and it's a kind of a, a benchmark of performance of the markets. And historically, the S&P has averaged about let's say like 12% a year. And why I say you should at least wanna beat that average is because you wanna make sure trading is worth your time. If what you're doing isn't necessarily beating the S&P, then a, a much less time consuming technique would be to simply invest in the S&P on a regular basis and make your return that way. That's not a bad trading idea or an investment idea anyway, right, for diversification. But as far as trading goes, why waste time putting in a lot of time, effort, and work to achieve something that you can achieve with less time, effort, and work? So the benchmark should be to beat the S&P or whatever your preferred index is. Now, what I've historically heard from books speaking with other traders for the last, what, 15 years or so is that they typically judge their traders like this, right? If you can average 2% a month, you're considered a good trader. If you can average 5% a month, you are considered one of the best traders. And I would say if you can average more than 5% a month, you are considered a super trader. Now, here's the thing, 2% a month, 5% a month, that doesn't mean every single month because you have to take into account your trading style, your trade frequency, and your trade duration, right? There is a massive difference between someone that is day trading and someone that is you know, swing trading. Or let's say someone that is trading mainly on a five minute chart versus someone that is trading on a daily chart. For someone that's trading on a daily chart, they're gonna have less opportunities, right? They may take maybe four, five trades a month, right? 
and someone on the five minute chart, they may take four or five trades a day, right? So you you add it up over the, the week, let's say there's 20 trading days and the rabbit chin five, let's say the five minute chart trader takes about 100 trades a month where the daily chart trader takes about five trades a month. Well, if you've ever done any back testing, right, you understand that you need a large sample size to really get a clear idea of what your system is producing. You have no idea, your system tells you nothing in five trades, right? Five trades tells you absolutely zero about your system. It could be a five trade win streak, it could be a five trade lose streak, losing streak, it doesn't paint the full picture. So if you're judging yourself off of, hey, I have to make 2% a month, but I've only taken five trades on the daily chart, it's just not enough time right? You may want to stretch it out to say like a quarter, say, hey, in a quarter, I'm taking, you know, 15 trades, right? Within those 15 trades, you know, unless you're losing 15 in a row, that should give me a much clearer idea of what my actual sample size looks like. If you're a five minute trader, again, then yeah, if you're taking 100 trades a month, then a month or you know maybe even a you know maybe a week is a little bit too short but a month i think is a significant amount of time to kind of get a real expectation of what your trading should produce so that 2% a month or 5% a month number that I put out there, if you're someone that's day trading, then yes, I, I think it's okay to kind of judge yourself and make monthly goals based on your return on investment. If you're someone that's gonna be more of a swing trader, I think doing a quarter and, and honestly, realistically, a year is the best way to judge yourself. So instead of saying, hey, I want to average two to 5% a month, you want to say, hey, I want my average, right, after the whole entire year has been taken into account or half year, quarter year, whatever you want to do, I want my average to be 2% a month. So you, you shoot for a bigger annualized goal and whatever that annualized goal is should be based off of that 2% or 5% month goal that you have. Now, another way traders get into trouble is they try to force this goal, right? They don't let the system or the strategy tell them what they should be producing. They try to fix it to their goal. So, for example, you may have a system or strategy that you backtest and let's say it makes, you know, you, you backtest it on two pairs and it makes 20% at the end of the year. And let's say your goal was to make, hey, 25 or 30%, let's say. A lot of traders will go back and, and, and try to force that strategy to make a higher return. And that's not always the right way to do, do it. Yes, there are going to be instances where you can tweak and change things in your strategy to get a better win percentage, to get a better return on investment, and obviously vice versa. You can have a worse win percentage. You can make it worse as well. But sometimes your strategy is going to produce what your strategy is going to produce, and you need alternative ways to get to that number. And there's a handful of ways you can do that. One, you can add more pairs to your trading portfolio, right? I did a few kind of shorts on this and TikTok videos talking about, you know, building a trading portfolio and how when you add more pairs, it, it changes your equity curve. When it changes your equity curve, it, it changes really the path in which you make profit, hopefully by limiting your drawdown. So if you want to make more out of the market, try growing your portfolio. Now, as you grow your portfolio, you have to take risk into account, right? You can't just uh, trade the same position size with two pairs if you're trading 10 pairs now, right? You're gonna have a, a much bigger maximum risk exposure, so you have to kind of change that around. But if you're building your portfolio correctly and 
if your trading strategy has an edge, you should increase the frequency of your signal and increased frequency means more opportunities and more opportunities traded with something that has an edge should mean more profit. Maybe you've maxed out your portfolio. Maybe you want to add more strategy. Something I did in my year is, uh, or my trading careers, I had lots of ebbs and flows because I was trading a single strategy that worked really good during certain market conditions, but really poorly in others. Um, so I added an alternative strategy to kind of even things out. That way it kept my frequency alive no matter what the market conditions were. I had something where I can attack the market during periods of consolidation. I had something where I can attack the market during periods of directional activity. I had something that worked really, really good during the high volatility times. I was able to make adjustments to take advantage and kind of save face and, and, and whatnot during the low volatility time. So adding strategies is another way to do it. Lastly, and this would be the most important one, implement a position sizing or money management strategy. If you've ever been any of our, our workshops, you hear us talk about this all the time, smooth ratio money management is a strategy or, uh, that we use. And what smooth ratio money management does is it acts like a wealth accelerator. It allows you to increase your position size based off your performance, but it also does so at a safe rate. So you're not just doubling and tripling your position size every time you're on a win streak because after a win streak comes a losing streak and a losing streak with triple your position size, well, that's that goes back to my, my loss of 30K story that you guys love so much, right? So not a good idea. But if you can have an, a, a consistent approach to increasing your position size as you're making more money while keeping it safe, it's a way to essentially boost that return on investment without having the added risk. So a few takeaways from this podcast. One, there is no set, I should make this much, I should make this little. Um, hopefully I gave you guys some ranges to think about what's widely considered as good, what's widely considered as great, what's widely considered as superior. But understand that there are a lot of elements that go in and, and first and foremost that element is going to be what is your trading strategy we never want to make our strategy produce more than what it's supposed to produce because we typically are going to sabotage ourselves doing that so the first step is find that trading strategy tweak it and try to maximize and optimize it as much as you can once you have it then you can develop it in other ways whether it's adding pairs of your portfolio whether it's adding alternative strategies and of course whether it's adding a position sizing and money management strategy to the mix as well hope you guys enjoyed the podcast if you haven't done so already leave me a rating and a review wherever you listen to this podcast at if you're watching this on youtube hit that like button of course leave me a comment below if you have any questions about the podcast or any trading questions in general you guys know i'm really accessible out there on social media many of your questions will come episodes of the trading coach podcast and that's why i always say that this podcast is built for you by you